Hello and welcome to this episode of AF Mentors Podcast. I'm going to give you a little insight into what I'm doing right now, which is I'm going to practice my talk, our talk, Amelia and I's talk, for tomorrow at IFS. So tonight, today, I'm so tired, it's unbelievable, but you know what, I feel like if I can make even a little bit of sense right now, then tomorrow will go very well. So it's 10.30 on Saturday at AFM at IFS. Wow, it's going well. I'm very tired. I decided not to go out and I thought, do you know what? I'm going to practice my talk for tomorrow. And I always find that the best way to do this is to record it as a podcast, obviously. And then it gets the double benefit of also being content. So you're killing two birds with one stone. But... I would recommend this as a tool if you're thinking, or if not even, <laughs> if you're about to talk, all right? <laughs> uh, maybe I shouldn't have recorded this after one of the longest days ever. But I'm here now and I'm ready. So our talk tomorrow is going to be about how to sell without selling out. And the talk starts with, one of my favourite questions to ask coaches, which is, would you still coach if you won the lottery? I.e., do you actually love what you do or do you just see it as a job and a way to make money? So I always find that quite interesting. Obviously, I hope that people are going to be like, yes, I freaking love coaching. I would do it even if I won the lottery. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, you guys you're my people. You're the people that I really want to help build businesses because you're the best kind of coaches and they're the coaches that I want to see do well. And then we we kind of move on to a little bit of an instruction as to what people are going to get over the next sort of 45 minutes to an hour. And there there are a lot of talks this weekend, um, some of which I've seen, some of which I've just caught little little bits of that are really useful, but they're so focused on building a social media following. And what we're going to talk about today is how to build a successful coaching business, not how to just build a social media following. Because unless you are an influencer, the two things are not the same. And then there's a nice slide here that basically just says, we don't care about the size of your dot, dot, dot following, right? And I think the main point here is that same question, like, do you want to be a coach or an influencer? Because there is far more to coaching than just how many followers that you have. And what I hope people are going to get from this as well is a few examples of the, if you just focus on creating content to build your following, you may actually be detrimenting. Detrimenting? Wow. Wow. That's, that's a new word. You may actually be damaging, I think is the word I was looking for, your business success. So one of the reasons that people focus so much on following is that you can see people's following. And we often assume that people with a big following also have a big business behind it. And a lot of the time they don't, because as as I've already said, those two things are not the same. Then we come on to a bit of a introduction to 
Amelia and myself and why you should listen to us. Obviously, Amelia is not here on this podcast to do her side of the instruction. But I'm basically going to talk about the fact that there's been over 250 coaches go through AFM now. So I'm getting pretty good at mentoring. I've had, or Chloe and I, have had over 10,000 people do the EC method. Um, I run different business structures with one-to-one coaching on ESG Fitness, with Commit to Six, which is a slightly different group coaching model than the EC method. And then, obviously, Amelia and I's baby, EIQ. And one thing that we're both really passionate about is helping amazing coaches that are doing it for the right reason, hence why we start the talk with the question around, would you still coach if you won the lottery? doing well like we want to see the best coaches with the best businesses and people who really want to focus on helping people so one of the most important things to consider is not just attracting attention but attracting the right kind of attention do you want to be known for being a very helpful coach and listening to your audience and solving problems or do you want to be known for making quite funny reels one of them is going to help you grow a coaching business the other one's going to help you grow a social media following and an example that i want to talk through is two posts that i posted last week one of them was a real of me doing pull-ups in the rain right there was no value to it whatsoever it was me little, little motivational quote something cheesy like your results depend on the standards of effort that you hold of yourself or maybe it's just the standards that you hold of yourself right this reel got over a thousand likes which for me is a lot on a post then i put up an infographic that i posted and i, I pulled the data from 48 hours after both of these posts so the reel had got over a thousand likes and the infographic had got 64 likes which actually is quite poor for me like even an infographic would normally do better than that for me so if you look at those stats you'd be like "Mm, you should post more reels if you're doing pull-ups in the rain that's that's what's going to get you attention so you might think well the reel did better but really it depends on the metrics that you're looking for and why you're posting because if you think about which post got me more leads, you're probably going to be surprised, except that I've totally set this up because it's kind of obvious. That shitty motivational reel got me no leads, not one. But the infographic, which focused, like I made the infographic based on a problem that I knew that my clients had, right? So it's talking about if you cannot figure out why you're not losing weight. This comes up all the time with my clients. So I'm like, hmm. I know people struggle with this problem and it had a very strong call to action with it, right? It had, I'm going to give you something to help. It's completely free. DM me checklist if you want it. And then this is a podcast, so you can't see this, but I actually pull up the stats because after people DM me that, I send them a form. So just a Google form to fill in. It talks them through why they're not losing weight, gives them quite a lot of value in there. Actually, it's quite, um, a detailed thing it's not just like yes no questions they're like on google forms you can put in a lot of text you can put in i think i put in a few diagrams so i talk through like the reasons that people might not be losing weight now if i go back to the slide before 64 people like that post right 71 people not i mean i would say way over 100 people dm me now of those people 71 people 
got to the end of the form and submitted it. That wasn't a short form, right? And one of the reasons it wasn't a short form is because I only really wanted people who were fully invested to get to the end of it. And of those people, so the last question was, are you interested in hearing more about coaching options? And 66.7% of those people said yes. So I'm not very good at maths. I think I got about 50 leads off the back of that, right? So 50 pretty warm leads who have already given me quite a lot of information about them and have said that they would like more information about coaching. So by giving helpful, relevant, valuable advice specific to the problem that I know that my client base have, I've got 50 leads off the post that only had 61, 69 likes or something. And actually, even those other people that filled in and, and they put in, no, I'm not interested in coaching at the moment, thanks anyway, they, they absolutely might still come back, right? Just because they're not interested now, it doesn't mean they won't be later. And now remember, hey, Emma gave me a ton of value. I'm probably going to go to her when I'm looking for a coach. So off the back of this, I'm going to ask you the question, should you always post for the algorithm? Because the algorithm's going to push that real, right? That's why it got so many likes. There's really no value in that whatsoever. It's not helping my client base. But the post that really didn't get very many likes, and you would probably, if you were just looking at that as metrics, you'd be like, I'm not going to talk about that anymore. Not going to post infographics, not going to do carousels, definitely not going to post about like specific problems that my clients have. So this is why it's important not to get bogged down in just likes or just views or just reach because you're looking at the wrong metric. What's growing your business? That infographic that got, um, again, if I was better at maths, I'd come up with the exact <laughs> percentage. But like, anyway, a lot less likes. What even percentage is that? No, 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 no it's too late. I can't believe how late it is and I'm recording a podcast. I'm so proud of myself. Anyway, I'm actually going to come on to podcast next because one of the most effective ways of giving, in my opinion, and of giving, and actually of giving value, but more to the point on this because what I'm meant to be talking about right now is attracting attention. So one of the best ways to get attention is to use a podcast right because this gets people off instagram onto a longer form content platform and this allows you to deliver more value more value and really get inside someone's head right so the point isn't to be the next joe rogan and to have the most popular content uh sorry popular podcast it's to capture people's attention give them value and form relationships and trust with those people. Now, when you compare it to other forms of getting people's attention, the reason I love podcasts so much is because it doesn't require someone's full attention. Unlike things like videos or reading a blog, right? When you're reading a blog, you can't do anything else. When you're watching a video, you really can't do anything else if you, if you want to concentrate on that. Or at least if you're like, if I'm watching a video on my phone, I can't also text my mates because it's going to stop the video, right? You, ha you That's why things like Reels, it's so hard to keep people's attention. Whereas on a podcast, I'm only asking for 
60% of someone's attention, right? They can be walking along the street, they can be hoovering their house, they can be going for a run, they can be at the gym, they can be doing all numbers of things. So I'm only asking for a small amount of attention. And that's so important in this day and age where everyone's got such a small attention span. The other benefit is it really allows you to develop no like and trust. I'm going to talk through a couple of the bits of feedback I get from my podcast in a minute. It also allows you to elaborate, explore and deliver information with context, right? Unlike the 30 second reel that you have to grab someone's attention and keep it, right? You can actually explain the nuances of coaching. And that's so, so important for any decent coach. And then the other benefit is that you often get binge listens, right? So there's this saying in marketing that it you need to see either see something seven times or like consume seven hours of information. Now it's quite quick. If you're if you're thinking, I need to get someone to watch like seven hours of reels, that might take months. If you want to get someone to listen to seven hours of podcasts, I frequently have people that are like, I've binged the podcast over the weekend. I've listened to 20-odd episodes. It's so good. I'm like, oh, one, so nice, thank you. And two, great, this person's already bought in. probably feel like they they know me quite well by this point. Another benefit, it's time efficient and it's scalable. I'm going to record this podcast once. It's going out on AFM. It's not as big a platform. But I normally get about 1,000 listens. That's pretty insane. Right, you, and you can scale this up. Um, it also lasts forever, you know, time efficient. Let's see how many people end up listening to that. And yeah, I think that's the only point I have to make there. Um, what else? Oh yeah, another benefit. It gives a bit of an insight into coaching. So a lot of the podcasts I do are Q&A coaching sessions, right? So not only am I delivering extra value to my clients, but anyone who's not a client at the moment who listens to that also gets to see me coach my clients or answer questions or kind of like, you know, show off my knowledge and then develop again, know, like, and trust. I think this person could actually help me get to my goals based on the information I've got from them and the way that they answer questions and the way that they explain things and, hey, they kind of seem to know what they're talking about. And then finally... It's actually really easy to start a podcast and it's free. Like, I'm in a hotel room right now. For some reason, GarageBand has started connecting to my phone. So I'm just holding my phone in a hotel room at 10.42 in the evening. Like, there is no reason that you can't start a podcast. It's free. I'm literally just going to upload this after. Cool. There's my podcast for the week. Bam. Out there. Done. People put a lot of barriers up to that, but it's very very simple to do and then a few of like the the bits of feedback that I had actually just last month from the podcast um I'm not going to batter myself up too much but one of them says I've got to say how much I'm absolutely loving your podcast I'm binge listening to them through commutes dog walks and gym workouts another one I've been listening to your podcast for the last two weeks and literally feels like you've transformed my life with the three to one method thank you so much 
Another one, Emma, just re-listened to episode 424, Fat Loss for Small People, just what I needed to hear. Thank you so much. It's so helpful and sensible. Another one, best podcast I've ever listened to. Thank you, thank you. It's really helped. I'm perimenopausal, I'm five foot two, I've got a sedentary job and PCOS. I find it verging on impossible to lose weight. Um, I'll read one more. Um... I put my mum onto your podcast and she's already made a huge and it's already made a huge impact after she had a heart attack in June and is now focusing on improving her health and recovery. Right? Like it's just such a good platform to help people. And it's quite fun to do, right? And I guess like that another thing is like how do you like to communicate? And I love to communicate via a podcast. Um the next topic in this presentation I've skipped a little bit of it um which I will cover in a different podcast but this part is all about reciprocity and there's a quote by Adam Grant which is the more I help people out the more successful I become and I've spoken about this a lot one of my favorite books on this is The Go-Giver so go and have a listen to that it's a little bit cheesy and American but actually the premise of it is so so good and essentially it's to give first and give without expectation. And I know sometimes that just seems a bit wishy-washy, but because of this law of reciprocity is in, people want to give back to people that have given to them. And if you take the pressure off and you just focus on giving, like back to my point at the start, if you're someone who loves coaching and is doing it for the right reasons and wants to help people, just focus on giving exceptional value to people and you will find that your coaching business thrives. Now, obviously on top of that, there are things you need to do, right? Like have a have a product to put in front of people, be able to sell, actually talk about selling your services. But really the focus should be on how can I help as many people as possible? And as a byproduct of that, people will want to work with you and you will enjoy it so much more. If you go onto social media thinking you need to sell, all the time, it becomes draining and you resent it. If you go on and you think, I'm going to try and help as many people as possible today, not only will your content be better, but you'll enjoy it a hell of a lot more. And on top of this, this reciprocity is kind of like built into human conditioning. And they showed this in a few studies. I think one of them was done on waiters now I should probably get the stats up on this I can't remember off the top of my head but essentially the story is if a waiter gives you a mint you are more likely to tip them and if a waiter gives you a mint and then turns back around and gives you another mint you're more likely to tip them even more like you know way more than the cost of a mint same thing um car salesmen do Right? They might offer you a coffee or a bottle of water or something. If someone has given something to you, you are more likely to then spend more on a car. Like, that's ridiculous. What? Bottle of water, like, cost price probably costs you, what, like, 10p? And yet you're probably going to spend hundreds, if not thousands of pounds more with that person because they've done that on a car. And it's, so the point is it's not necessarily equal. Okay, I'm going to round this up here. Um... Because I had started, um, oh, I'm just so tired. That's why I'm rounding it up. Okay, I'm going to come back with part two 
of the IFS talk. Um, I hope that's been useful. If it has, then head over to afmentors.com, fill in the application form, or book a call with me. I would love to help you if you resonate with the values that I've kind of been talking about here, especially with the point of, would you coach even if you won the lottery? Are you doing this for the right reasons? Do you want to help people? Because if you do, I want to help you make, I want to help you (laughs) help more people and make more money.